1: What's up, everybody? April 4th edition of the Fightful MMA podcast. I want to say a uh, happy birthday uh, to my uh, lovely niece-slash-goddaughter, uh, Rachel. She's her sweet 16, so uh, behave yourself, young lady, because uh, Uncle Joe is going to Buffalo, uh, leaving tomorrow to cover UFC 210. And the thought was to bring my current guest right now, Elias Theodora, with me. Uh, but as soon as he signed in, I noticed the background and the background that he's in right now is uh, his pad in Montreal, uh, which would be what, six and a half, seven hours drive for you lies to Buffalo.
2: But who's counting? <laughs> it seems at this point, I will be there in spirit.
1: Yeah. Was it cold over there? Cause you got the leather jacket on.
2: Well, I just, you know, uh, it doesn't matter how cold it is. It's, you know, you want to look cool. You want to look cool.
1: No, well, you're in uh, Montreal. Obviously, we have lots to talk about in the world of mixed yes, martial please. arts. Robbie Lawler, Donald Cerrone, Ronda Rousey, Rafael dos Anjos, Bellator 175, UFC 210. But I want to talk about you for a moment because I'm noticing uh, the scar is is basically gone, or the uh, stitches are basically gone. How's training been going at uh, TriStar?
2: Uh, good. Uh, well, I just got here yesterday. Uh, I'm going to be here for a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to actually wear headgear, which is no one's favorite but um with that being said excited to get back in there and looking for a july uh fight something should be announced soon oh we we
1: hinted at it last week uh i still refuse to go public with it because i'd rather you go public with it are you
2: able to get public with it right now or no no unfortunately not for whatever reason they just haven't figured out the exact day if that helps (laughs)
1: Oh, so that means I know what city it's in. That means I know it'll be under a large scale of events, multiple events.
2: I can either confirm or deny.
1: Yes, that's the story of my life. Uh, Well, either way, as soon as you get the news, please let us know. We'd be more than happy to discuss uh, your opponent, uh, who I believe uh, will be an awesome fight for you. It's going to be great. Uh, But I can't confirm or deny that you're fighting this person or human being. Or item. Uh, we can confirm at UFC 213, uh, Donald Cerrone is taking on a ruthless Robbie Lawler at 170 pounds. Uh, is there, I mean, oh God, someone's going to get hurt in this fight? Maybe both of them are?
2: Yeah, definitely both of them are. And especially when you consider both of them come off of a TKO loss, uh, you kind of feel for both their brains. I think uh, with that being said, even though, uh, you know, Ring Rust is sometimes a perceived as a thing i think um robbie lawler with the wealth of uh you know experience that he has um the layoff would be better for him and i don't think cerrone maybe took a long enough time off so that's something especially facing someone that's going to be much bigger than you uh one would assume um but again great scrap and it's going to be fucking awesome or sad you look at the way these. are very sad <laughs> Well, that's the thing,
1: right? That's what many of us have been talking about. The awesomeness is also going to be a sadness because you know what you fighters do for our entertainment uh, is take abuse on your body. You know, it's 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 you know the whole point. People laugh used to laugh at Leota Machida all the time. Oh, he doesn't fight, doesn't engage. Well, I don't want to get punched in the face unless I'm going to get you know three or four back in there that could end the fight. And these two guys in Lawler and Cerrone,
2: it, it's just going to be disgusting. But in the best kind of way which is also yeah. the worst kind of way. But no, to your point, um, that's mixed martial arts. Both of them know what they're signing up for. Um, I just wish maybe – well, what, when is the exact date for that one?
1: UFC 13, if I'm not mistaken, is July 7th. Don't quote me on that, ladies and gentlemen, but I believe it is. By oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I have opened up the live chat. So if you have anything you want to say, discuss uh, with Elias and myself and more, please by all means do. I don't know if Elias will tell you guys to F off like the other guests have. He might if you piss him off, mm-hmm. but uh, I won't and we'll see how it goes. But uh, I think it's, it's July the Saturday, uh, if I'm not mistaken. I'll double check here in a cool. moment. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm also looking at the fact that both these two guys – it means a lot in the division because I don't think Robbie Lawler, I think Robbie Lawler can lose because uh, yes. it's his first fight back. I don't know if, um, I guess if, if Cowboy can lose, does that make sense? He can.
2: Yes, he can. Uh, what's it called? So cowboy. People are going to watch him, um, especially where, where his career essentially is. Um, I don't think a title, again, a title contention aspect is not necessarily um, going to be in his sphere. Um if he loses this one. But at the same time he's also at one seventy. So it's all other confusing aspect. Um will he go down to one fifty five? Like he has options. He definitely has options. And his cowboy. No way UFC is gonna let him go to Bellator.
1: That is correct. By the way, it is July eighth, uh, for that event there. So it's going to be uh it's going to be a crazy weekend. I cannot wait for that mm-hmm. event to go down. I can uh-huh. confirm
2: or can neither confirm or deny I'll be there.
1: Oh, the hints are <laughs> dropping. What's that little thing that you always do with the little that little thing that's on social media? Spider. Spider. Yep. Yeah, the hints are coming down. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to that fight. When I say that, I'm kind of you know thinking about who the pressure's on in this fight. You know, I, I'd like to think it's on, but it could be on both. And like you said, they're, they're too exciting to not be given more fights, whomever the loser may be. And if the winner, I guess the winner, if Robbie Lawler can win, he remains extremely relevant in that title picture. If Donald Cerrone wins, he thrusts himself back uh, into title contention per se.
2: No, no, definitely. Um, It's just the strange thing, obviously, being it's 170. um, But at the same time, what do we come here for? Violence. Violence. And there'll be plenty of that.
1: Yes. Uh, David Sutton says, damn, you You guys look stupid. You're idiots. Y'all fell off. Unsuccessful. Unsubscribe. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Graham, well, thanks
2: for the love, I guess.
1: <laughs> uh, Graham Williams uh, says, whoever Elias' next opponent is, I just hope they don't spend any time shopping in Mexico for supplements beforehand.
2: Bingo. Me too. But if you have nothing to hide, then that's on my end. Um, so... All I can do is do me, but agree. Yeah,
1: I mean, have you ever looked at an opponent in the past? I'm sure you have, but have you ever looked at an opponent in the past and like, man, nah, this guy's jacked. He's been to Mexico a few times. This is going to be interesting.
2: No, oh, yeah. no, yeah. I've had a couple of those. A couple of those. Actually, about five fights. You think, eh?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
2: About five fights of mine have definitely been against an opponent who recently made a stop for those good old Mexican supplements.
1: When you look at, so mentally speaking, um, emotionally? When you compete emotionally, psychologically, mm-hmm. physically not sexually this is not going to be that's disturbing but uh we move on to the actual fight itself when you take a look at an opponent potentially uh that you think to yourself yeah you know what this guy's been uh, he's been shopping for some uh, some of the supplements here what goes through your head though uh because i've been told by many many other guys and girls the first thing you want to do is mentally break them it might be a, a crappy first round but the quicker you mentally break them uh physically will follow right away
2: no, 100%. Um, one has to look no further than to someone like Vitor Belfort, who, you know, used uh, different substances both properly, for whatever reason it was, you know, TRT was accepted, um, and improperly. And obviously the superhero effects were evident. He, in my opinion, was the best fighter. TRT Tor was the best fighter ever grace the octagon um he was my boogeyman i was terrified at the right when i was entering the ufc trt tour was at his like reign, and i was like oh my god um so it's it's i don't know as a it's been a positive I'm, I'm, i'm a huge believer in usada i know there's a lot of hassles that people complain about i think it's the proper thing um i don't care if someone wakes me up in a random no they do it three four times a year, five times a year, maybe. So, um, let's say if you get hit, well, it also depends whether you've been busted before, whether you don't, you know, pass the smell test. Um, then the onus is on you to kind you know, um, if there's smoke, there's sometimes fire. And I, I think in a sport that in many ways, you know, has potentially at one point up to like 50% or more of the people partaking in potentially some type of, you know, performance enhancing drugs at some point in their career, I'm not saying that they're constantly using it. Um, I would, you know, I think the onus is on you to prove that you're not. And as someone that has never failed on something and people have seen me, uh, you know, a little chunky once or twice in a fight. So no one's going <laughs> to no one's, no one's ever accuse me of uh, being on uh, what's it called? The sauce in that regard. To kind of uh, bring it back, um, the regional fights um, that I had that I was against someone that obviously was using or potentially could have used, um, I think the mental thing definitely already was already there. I knew mentally he needed something at this point of the game to beat me where all I needed to be was me. Um, without getting like too uh, deep into it, I just think, uh, especially in the regionals, uh, one of my coaches, Lachlan, he was, we had a discussion where it's like, if someone needs to do, you know, any type of performance enhancing drug in the regionals, you're not going to make it. You suck like mentally and you, you, you need something else that uh, your body could perform if you just push yourself.
1: Yeah, I know Pearson uh, was always upset uh, when he saw what was happening in the sport when he was competing, and especially George. Uh, We all know George basically walked away from the sport for a while uh, because he got sick and tired of it. Uh, And he got sick and tired of it because he felt like some of his opponents uh, didn't make sense how they physically were able to transform their bodies and then got in there in the cage with them and realized these guys are very, very strong and that is not functional strength uh, that I'm dealing with right now. He also had some other, um, I guess, grievances that he'll never you know, I guess, go public with it that, that I know of, uh, which is understandable, uh, but it, it, it is what it is. Guys, don't forget girls as well. Um, actually, the best comment yesterday came from, um, I think it was a female yesterday. She uh, she mentioned a really good point about Daniel Cormier. If he loses to uh, to Anthony Rumble Johnson this weekend, which we will talk to a little bit later on, if he's going to retire, uh, probably not, but um, Graham Williams is now posting, I am waiting for a better opponent to claim Elias's hair is on steroids. Is your hair on steroids?
2: no it is on the original two and one per plus
1: you knew that was coming graham like you knew you set that up for him to come up with well, to be still, hold
2: on you keep talking
1: yeah so well elias uh, theodore obviously he's getting up you know for a fact he's going to get some product right now he's going to showcase the product uh, it's a mainstream sponsor uh we all know that you know the guys that aren't making that much money and they're able to get the sponsorships. If you can go out there and get "quote unquote" a blue chip sponsor, uh, hey man, you know what? It's pretty damn good. And with Elias, with Heat, with what he did uh, and his management in half, they were they were able to get a fantastic sponsorship for a guy that's got you know "quote unquote" the best hair in MMA. Here he goes right here.
2: The best hair in combat sports is brought to you by Per, the original two-in-one. And this is obviously whoop volumizing you to, all day. I son. was going to say. So
1: say it again, because you add it upside down.
2: Yeah, yeah it's uh, PERT The 2-in-1. The best, the original and best 2-in-1. Uh, this one specifically is volumizing uh, for fine hair like yourself. <laughs> and you, too, can have all this volume. Let's pick up some PERT. Uh, <laughs>
1: okay. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I use a different product, and I don't want to get you in any trouble. But uh, let's just say that... It'd be fantastic if there was a baby commercial, uh, with yours truly and potentially, uh, a baby and we're both follically challenged Well, actually I'm follically challenged. Babies are bald as is, and you can make a wonderful family commercial with showdown Joe and a baby talking about a certain product. We'll just say J and J. Is that fair? Yes. Yes. I've been using that since I was 18, uh, shaving my head, um, Oh, look at this. TJD Fins for Life is back, and he says anybody that beats Sam Alvey is one hell of a martial artist.
2: You are not wrong, sir. You are not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> modesty.
1: If it's not Pearson, it's Elias, and then modesty. How's that, guys?
2: I was that was pretty. I, was, I was just agreeing. I said he wasn't wrong. That was modest. Modest as hell.
1: Well, the thing is, though, that fight there, I scored it, I think it was 30-25 for Sam Alvey. I joke. I joke. It was a good fight. It was a fantastic fight. You had your hand. hey Listen, Sam Alvey's no joke, man. People's cannot... done. Yeah. What's that? Look what he's done. Look what he's done. Yeah. He's, he's trying to run away they... from my fight. Well, they can make fun of how he plods and he moves forward. Dude, that guy hits hard. Like, I mean, he, I think you know more than anyone. That guy hits hard.
2: Well, I don't because he didn't get me. <laughs>
1: I saw that one coming. All right. Uh, TJD also wants to know, in your opinion, what's the most realistic super fight to happen within the next year? Oh, realistic. Ah, I'm going to – well, we got ourselves Cerrone and uh, Lawler. That's one hell of a fight. Uh, You can call that a super fight. I would like to see – can we count?
2: McGregor, Mayweather? Yeah, McGregor. Yes, definitely. Mayweather, uh, McGregor. Um, The other one is – Depends on when the fight with George and uh, uh, GSP and Michael Bisping is. You could always have Anderson Silva if he wins against Kevin Kevin Galslam fighting George for the middleweight belt. How amazing would that be in a weird way?
1: Sean Ross is all over that fight. Uh, If I'm not mistaken, it is Sean. He's the one that is saying uh, as soon as that – bisping fight happens should george emerge victorious it's anderson silva next not conor mcgregor not gsp dropping to 170 it'll likely be anderson silva because that's the money fight that ufc would love to put on it's the fight that we've all wanted to see back in the day and there was obviously reasonings why george st pierre chose to not take that fight and it wasn't fear uh money we we all
2: all uh, money was
1: one money was one but you do recall anderson silva getting caught right ah that part yes yes Yes.
2: Oh yeah, that.
1: Oh yeah, that. So,
2: um, what do you mean? Ask, wasn't, ask that, Elias, wasn't that the blue was vial? That? Wasn't that the blue vial dick pill? Wasn't that legit?
1: Yeah. Uh, ask Elias if you watch WrestleMania. This is coming from uh, Fightful, so I don't know who's on the Fightful account. It could be Sean Rossap. It could be anyone. Uh, if it's Sean Rossap, there'll probably be a ball joke coming in because both you two guys have hair and I don't. But ha- did Elias watch WrestleMania?
2: I tuned in. I watched parts of it. Yeah. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. It's fun. The pantry. I love it. I love watching it. And uh, what's it called? As someone that has actually done it, I can kind of in some way, uh, what's it called? Well, I didn't like when everyone's just booing poor Roman Reigns. I only say that because I kind of look like him. <laughs> no, you guys don't look to me. It's, we
1: got hair, but I don't think you guys look That's the what same. They me.
2: That's what people tell me. Really? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I did not have a chance to watch WrestleMania. Uh, I shouldn't publicly state that, but let's not forget I rep fightfulmma.com. I don't rep fightful wrestling. So uh, I already know Sean Rossap and Jimmy Van, the owner, is going to just label me and just destroy me so i may have a chance to watch it tomorrow maybe when i get down to buffalo after i get all my stuff done and get my podcast done with pearson uh, maybe i'll sit down and uh, and find uh, a way to watch wrestlemania Uh, i'm sure i can find it online somewhere uh n i space h gsp versus silva ain't happening
2: okay all right he knows he knows he knows the future
1: i think there's an opportunity for it to happen
2: I think so, timing wise. I think, again, that's the, that's the, that's the, how would I put it? The last little bit of a a legacy fight that they could have had. Like, obviously, you don't want to see them put Jones versus uh, Anderson Silva. Like, poor Silva. Let's, no, let's not hurt him. So I think that's the one that makes sense, especially if George is already moving up. Then there's no issue about, um, there's no issue about uh size anymore.
1: Uh, on the fightful account, Elias, it actually is Sean Ross Sap. So uh, I don't That's know if we fun. should block him or we should do something about that. But uh, no, Sean's the best. He's just uh oh, I try to get him riled up. I don't know if you've ever seen the podcast that I do with uh, Sap. Mm-hmm. Not only is he freaking knowledgeable as hell, he kind of embarrasses me at times because I know my MMA, I know my UFC history, mm-hmm. but he comes up with really cool theories. Uh, but he's all about that Anderson Silva GSP fight. Um, he wants to know how long would it, how long would Goldberg last with you in a grappling match?
2: Well, wow. gas for days. But um, <laughs> uh, what do you call it? I I think I could. I well, that was almost an option. <laughs> I what's it called? I think I could take him. Full of grappling submissions. No, not anymore. Uh, what's it called? I'm totally thinking this back. He's a double medalist, a gold medalist. I can't. Huh. Even at his age, like he's such a savage. Like I, he's still flipping. He's still suplexing all day like he's legit um goldberg is big goldberg are you thinking angle yes that's what i'm thinking retarded yeah because i'm like double medalist I'm I, mean, I, I'm I don't excited. know much about wrestling, but I thought you
1: meant Kurt Angle. Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm talking excited. about Goldberg. I mean, there was an act. There was an actual uh, picture that came up on social media. I liked it, then I realized what am I liking here? Because they had a picture of Goldberg about 16, 17 years ago, and in the middle of the screen, it was sliced in half, and they had his body 16 years ago and his body right now. He is a savage. It was identical, man. It was identical, dude. He's a savage. 51. Sap is he not fifty one years well, old? training with it Simon is- Marcus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, that is pretty legit. I was thinking Angel, because there might have been an opportunity at one point. That's why I was thinking. For you to
1: grapple Kurt Angle?
2: Nah, never mind. Not grapple. Uh-huh. Pro wrestling. But oh yeah, because you got a pro <laughs> wrestling career going as well, and you had one for a while. That's why I got a great though. part. That was a brain fart. That's why I went in two different directions because I almost actually did uh, with, uh, have a pro match with, um, well, not not even almost. It was just in the, it, it was, there were talks, there were early talks. It was actually uh-huh. uh, taking on uh, Kurt Angle in one of the regional circuits. That's where my brain went out the way, went funny.
1: <laughs> That's kind of cool, though. Like, I mean, think about that for a moment. If you had the chance to wrestle with Kurt Angle, I mean, tell us more. I'd like to know more about that.
2: Uh, no, it was just very uh, preliminary. I was talking to an individual um, that had the opportunity to basically uh, set it up. Uh, at least that's what it was the talks. And instead of uh, with Kurt Angle uh, or myself, uh, they went a different direction, I believe. Understood. Yeah.
1: Understood. Uh, guys, don't forget, this is – uh, there's a live chat going on right now uh, on the right hand side of your screen uh, for those of you that are live right now on YouTube uh, to those later on tuning in on iTunes and Stitcher we always thank you very much uh, for downloading uh, and listening and or watching the show um, TJT, TJD Fins for Life still wants to know one thing if Kelvin Gaslam embarrasses Anderson Silva Anderson shouldn't get that super fight with George St. Pierre if possible he'd rather see Anderson Silva face Vitor Belfort on a fight night in Brazil now before you answer I like the idea because those two guys fighting in Brazil would set the country on fire. It would be absolutely amazing. and That's no pun intended there. It's just it'd be a great fight. But the argument can be made, uh, TJD, that that's a fight. Anderson Silva, George St. Pierre. Uh, it's a fight that everybody's wanted yeah. to see for such a long time. So I could see the UFC really saying, you know what? We could do both, man. We'll do Anderson, GSP, whatever happens there. We'll do Anderson in Brazil and something else with George St. Pierre because they're all about sports entertainment. It's all about the money fights right now.
2: No, that's 100%. And even if uh, Anderson loses and even if George loses, that could be a a direction they go anyways. Um, It's still, that's kind of just a fun one that's basically us playing video games and watching it happen in real life.
1: NIH, what's Kurt Angle, Goldberg, and Showdown Joe? all have in common.
2: Huh? That's why you I like was that? all confused. That's why I was all confused. <laughs> With Kurt Angle and uh, Goldberg.
1: <laughs> Kurt well, Angle, Goldberg, and Like well, i can tell you one thing. I, I don't have their bodies. Uh, yeah. I wish I did, although I do work out quite I often. Have I don't work bodies. out as much as them. Yeah, you're physically fit, dude. You're fine. You're a professional athlete, like, uh, which is what Sean Pearson is trying to, to to do. Uh if you I don't know if you've heard Sean's bitching and complaining about him trying to get uh back into really good shape. Uh and he tries to do it after our podcast at ten o'clock at night. Like nine to ten, he's on with me and he's like, Oh, I'm gonna go to the gym now. I'm like, it's late, dude. Like, don't you wanna do that a little earlier?
2: Do it first thing in the morning, All right? So late than never. Or twice. That's true. Or both.
1: Yeah, very true. Um, a bit more to talk about in the world of mixed martial arts. Did you watch the uh, Bellator show? Or did you have a chance
2: to watch King Mo and Rampage at all? I I tuned in uh, sporadically. Uh, what's called? I saw most of the highlights.
1: Okay, so, so King Moe, I guess he exacts revenge yep. over Rampage. Uh, there was a, I don't know if there was someone correct me if I'm wrong, if that was a single leg or a, a, a high crotch when he just took down Rampage like a piece of paper. Uh, it was just fantastic the way he was able to get that takedown. But again, there was no finish in that fight. Uh, but he, he does exact the revenge. And then we find out what basically that fifth fight on the Bellator New York City pay-per-view card is going to be. It's not going to be Phil Davis against Ryan Bader. It's going to be King Moe. Versus Ryan Bader. Uh, do you agree with that matchmaking?
2: Yeah, Mick, I can understand why um, Ryan Bader. Uh, again, uh, I think uh, obviously having Ryan Bader take on King Mo, uh, there, there's an opportunity there to see who wins, and then you get the the eventual matchup with the champ. Uh, there, there's, there's obviously a reason towards it, and I'm not angry about it. Um, I don't necessarily like throwing Ryan Bader right into a a title shot might not be the answer. But then again, it was with... um, uh, Terrick Soffin? Or not Terrick Soffin,
1: sorry.
2: Lorenz Larkin. Lorenz Larkin. So, like, again, there's obviously options. Um, And it's interesting because those are obviously the two most stacked divisions in, in some ways, in uh, Bellator at this moment. Um, In many ways, 205 and 170, I think, 170 can go hand in hand against the current 170 in UFC, and I think um, uh, 205. Uh, other than, um, and that was the interesting thing for that moment when with Ish Misha, right? When there were, when Dana White, uh, you know, was being serious and said he will never fight in the UFC is now fighting May 29th in the UFC. But I digress. Um, 205. Uh, is uh, it has quite a roster. Obviously, they don't have the number one, number two, and number three, but uh, they got a they got a hefty chunk of the uh, top, you know, ten uh, heavy light heavyweights in the world.
1: Well, that division, people are giving lots of love uh, to that division. Um, I have this but curse. Then, but
2: sorry, starting to to but yeah. then again, um, what's his name? Uh, um, what's it called? Uh, King Mo said he wants to fight the winner of Matt Mitrium versus Krokop. So there's that aspect. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Um, Because he already fought uh, Krokop. Fedor versus Matt Mitrium.
1: Now – I don't blame King Mo for saying that because obviously the smart thing to do uh, when you get to a certain level is you know it's it's honestly it's the Chael Sonnen theory. Sonnen was planting seeds all over the place yep. as to who he was going to fight. I know i you know there's a ninety percent chance I'm going to fight this guy, but guess what? You loser over there, you dummy over there, you yeah. this, you that over there, planting seeds everywhere. So King Mo, I think he's doing a fantastic job. Yep. Uh, PJD fits for life. Who's alive fighting next? Uh -uh. He can't break it yet. We talked about at the top of the show. Uh, Unfortunately, we cannot bring it up uh, just yet. Graham Williams. Do you think any of GSP's motivation for returning to the main stage is tied into further acting aspirations, or is this return purely for sporting reasons uh, slash further cementing his legacy? I'm going to go with B on that because the acting gigs he can still get. Uh, I know for a fact that he does have some um, idea or some ideas were thrown his way. Uh, But in terms of GSP, he realizes that to be an elite athlete you've only got x amount of time and if he wants to finish it off uh i mean he told me at the gentleman's expo he goes i don't ever want to look back when i'm in my 60s and say coulda shoulda woulda just do it win or lose get it done uh and then they can go to acting. where you can act for the rest of your life you can't fight professionally at a high level for the
2: rest of your life elias um, I'd say all of the above in some regard, um, I don't think it's directly acting, but I think it's the idea of saying relevant, um, in many ways, obviously he is a iconic brand, um, you know, a real namesake and not only in, in this part of the woods, but, uh, around Canada and around even more broadly the world. So I think obviously there's the hunger and the money, um, Uh, it's definitely a deciding factor, but I think in many ways it's all the above. There's not one specific thing that's bringing him back. Although maybe for, for instance, the athletic, uh, strive for, you know, his ex threat, uh, what's called the, uh, his plan to be, you know, once again, the top in the world at this time, a different weight class, um, that might be the biggest one. So there's no, you know, could have, would have, should have gone backs. I think that the money was also a big factor, and uh, this, in in the end, will definitely keep him relevant in regards to the fact that I have not—he has been retired my whole UFC career.
1: That's right. Yeah, you got in; he's
2: gone. (sighs) I have that effect on people.
1: Yeah. Um, Have you had a chance to train with? Or no? You just got to Montreal. Uh, So, do you think you'll be on the mats there when you're there?
2: Um, If not, yeah, definitely. I assume. I haven't gone uh, what's called the last couple of days because I had to do a couple of things with my taxes and a couple of things with this and a couple of things with that. So I'm – and also the cut. You know, the sparring today in the morning. No point in me uh, doing a little bit of sparring. But I'm pretty – it's not pretty.
1: The, speaking of taxes for those that don't know I, don't, I guess in the States it's the same uh, our taxes are due April 30th mine are done uh, and for those that follow me on social media follow Elias for sure at Elias Theodoro uh, you can follow Joe for me at Showdown Joe uh, for those that uh, my, one of my other businesses uh, my team video uh, I had to go to Vaughn and Concord uh, places you know very well Elias mm-hmm. um, Vaughn, Concord, Woodbridge and that's where my accountant is based and if you want to talk about a sparring session and a near fight session <laughs> It almost took place there uh, (laughs) due to some miscommunication. Let's just say that. Uh, So yeah, Showdown Joe owes a fair amount of taxes because of some uh, incorrect errors that were made. Fine. Uh, You got to pay them. Um, I still want to do this podcast. I don't want to do it from behind bars. So uh, uh, yeah, anyways, I was doing a bunch of business out there uh, and I got a chance to go see my accountant and realize, uh-oh. I uh, need to raise uh, or do some other work real quick. No kidding. I'll be able to pay it off. No problem. Um, what do we have here? Uh, N I space H. Sorry, I can't pronounce that properly, but uh, I think GSP wants the McGregor fight. Pretty sure it would do well over 2 million pay-per-view buys. So of course he wants that fight. I think everybody wants that fight. If you're in mixed martial arts, Elias would take that fight versus Conor McGregor in a heartbeat
2: because money, money,
1: money, money.
2: So how, uh, like how that would work. He's so little. He's so little. Um, and I couldn't get down to uh, to his weight unless legs grow back. I really like my legs. So I would try. Let's, let's do it at 180. Let's do it at one. I couldn't even make 170. Um, yeah, we had this conversation. I remember you and I had this conversation. <laughs> yep. No chance. No chance. No way.
1: Uh, Elias' top – sorry, uh, TJD, Fins for Life. Elias' top three dream opponents – Anyway class.
2: Oh, I like that. Any anyway, weight class. Um, uh, well, now, I, like, again, we were talking about uh, Anderson Silva. Uh, I would love to fight him after my next fight, um, if that pertains. But, again, he's someone that is um, obviously still a – not only a namesake, but a staple in regards to the middleweight division um, and just the mixed martial arts in general. Um in, in regards to that, uh, it'd be crazy to see what the, to be in there with someone like John Jones, um, just the ability. And you could see he's so game, like he's so game. And um, whether it's watching him firsthand beat Alex Gustafson with probably like, you know, a two week training session and uh, what's it called? Parting his ass off and didn't even take it serious. And, that was the night before I went to the Ultimate Fighter and was just like mesmerized how this young champion was able to like pull through the deep waters, um, but at the same time know that he was <laughs> burning his ass off um, is both impressive and ridiculous. Um, but I think the final one, you know, like the like I, it wouldn't even be me. I I, I would love to be someone like. I would have loved to be Randy Couture if he got the chance at fighting Fedor in his prime. You know what I mean? Like what that meant. Like again, it's not only about me, it's about certain fights that could have happened or should have happened or or did happen. Um I, I so like to put in perspective, I currently would have loved would love to fight someone like Anderson Silva, um for obvious reasons. Um it would be amazing to be in the cage with um john jones and the final one in regards to the hype and the moment that it represented if um instead of you know going to court and not like failing um randy couture was to fight someone like fedor uh because again the hype of what that could have been
1: Absolutely. Uh, I remember having a conversation at the MGM or was it the Mandalay Bay uh, with a few of the media members. We were just talking, uh, you know, and, and there's a few guys in the media that train. you know, we, we, we've done our sparring, we've got, you know, we've done our jits, we've got our belts or whatever, and, you know, did our Muay Thai and our shins hurt far more than our... Fists or elbows, and we were just talking. And you know, this conversation had come up, and they're like, you know, who would you like to have? Uh, you know, if you ever had a chance to fight, I'm like, forget about fighting. For for me, it's sparring, just to have fun and see what it's like to see. Because I've 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 had the luxury of um, sparring and training with damian Maya, Kenny Florian, uh, Phalas uh all three obviously toyed with me. That's just a fact. I'm a media member. I'm not a professional fighter. Uh, it was like Elias and I messing around. Uh, whatever Antonio Carvalho was one of my number one trainers and instructors yep. ever. I mean, people don't understand, like you could be the toughest guy in your gym, but when you go and, and try and spar a UFC caliber fighter or someone in the UFC, you'll quickly realize and get humbled right away. So these are, these are guys that would let me basically do whatever I wanted to do. Uh, and then when they decided it was over, it was over. It's, it's that mm-hmm. simple. Like Damian Maya, uh, <laughs> trying to grapple that guy with something else. I took his back 86 times and hooks in, hooks in choke basically in. And when he decided it was over, I'm tapping to an arm bar. Uh, he caught me in a double arm bar like this. And I was like, I'm not tapping. I can't tap. I don't want to tap. I don't want to tap. And I, oh my God, I can't get out. The guy was just so tight with everything. It was fantastic. But it just goes to show you when you're at that level. So an example, like Elias and I, uh, Elias would let me get away with murder until he said, okay, it's over. And then one leg kick. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. I've I'm, I'm, I'm taken leg kicks, but not from those meat legs. I mean, those things are crazy. But that, that I said – very-
2: Sorry, that would be, very, that'd be very, uh, very unfortunate if all of a sudden I kick you in the middle of uh, jiu
1: <laughs> Well, jujitsu, jitsu yeah. No, I'm just yeah, saying, exactly. it, you know, even yeah. sparring with the gloves on, mouth yeah. guard, and, and headgear. I had stated at the time, which is when Lyoto Machida was in his prime, I would love to have put the gloves on, mouth guard, and headgear and gone to a ring or a cage with Lyoto Machida, not just to, to try and, and, and knock each other out, but to see if I could actually hit the guy. If mm-hmm. I could land a punch or a combination, these guys started freaking out on me like you're an idiot. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, we're having a hypothetical conversation. Mm-hmm. Why don't you guys settle down?
2: Yeah. Easy, Chacho. You know?
1: Yeah, like relax. But that's Easy the kind gacho. of stuff that would intrigue me would be to get in there with someone of that yeah. like he was so elusive, like where is he? Try and land that punch. Right. Where is he? Right. That that would have been kind of cool. I mean, is there anyone that you ever looked at for that specific reason? Where you like, man, that'd be so cool back in the day? Uh, could have been anyone. Maybe Hoist Gracie back in the day when he had the gi on. Can you survive with him? Or just you, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, no. Uh, Machine would be again like an, a great example of someone I would love to, especially being in in the middleweight division. Um, there's a whole host of them. I uh, I would love to see what Daniel Cormier's wrestling's like. Uh, I, again, I. I would love to train with a whole bunch of other people. They're, totally, totally. Because again, um, like for instance, when I was uh, in um, Buffalo, uh, not Buffalo, rather, he's fighting in Buffalo. But when I was in um, New York, uh, Long Island specifically, uh, doing training or tra- rather training with uh, Chris Weidman, I got, while well, he was champion. I got to see what the best middleweight uh, in the world felt like. So there's those same aspects, but on a different scale.
1: Yeah, great stuff coming in the live chat, guys. Don't forget, if you have any questions or comments or suggestions, by all means, uh, put it up there. I will uh, you know, try and go through them all and, and, and get to as many as I can uh, while we're doing this podcast. Um, have you, who's the biggest heavyweight or highest caliber heavyweight that you ever trained with? And the reason why I asked this, uh, another luxury I had was with Travis Brown. Uh, and Travis Brown, obviously, you know, when, when someone goes, for example, I mean, he went in on a, on a double leg on me and, you know, he, it wasn't like he did it fast. He just says, you know, I'm going to take you down, Joe. That's just how yeah. it's going to be. And word. you know, the, the drill, the first thing you want to do with, with, when someone goes for any sort of a takedown, you want to get that underhook in there, dude, I had that underhook as deep as I could get it in. And he picked me up in the air. Like I was again, like I was, you know, this little world cup trophy here. Like it's, it was I'm That's like
2: the scale. That's actually the scale and different. It is
1: like I'm like, and I, I remember texting. Uh, I think it was Antonio or Justin Bruckman. After a while, I'm like, dude, I had the underhook on this guy, and they're like, he's a heavyweight. Doesn't matter what you do. He just need to run. Do not under any circumstances let him get close to you. And I was like, oh my god, like these dudes are so strong. I'm 5'7". This morning I was 183 pounds. Okay, uh, I, I I've got strength. Not Travis Brown's train. So I asked you, man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, I heard from stories in the Ultimate Fighter house. Uh, I told the story of Mike Ricci telling me one time how he had beef with Coach Shane Carwin, and they decided to just get into the ring and, and sort of settle it.
2: Dumbest and idea ever. Really? Shane
1: Car. He said Shane Carwin, when he puts his hand on your head, you're not moving. You're done. And this is a legit fighter. And Ricci fought in the UFC, and it's like Shane Carwin is just an absolute monster. So I asked you. Who's the highest caliber heavyweight that you ever trained with? And when you realize, holy smokes,
2: this sucks. I can't really rem- – but again, I get up to like – there's a difference between Mike Ricci and myself. Uh, I'm I'm like 218, 220 pounds. So like there's not that much difference. There's like a 20-pound – there's less of a difference between what King Moe and uh, Rampage Jackson fought at. There's more difference in regards to that. I was heavier than – like, I'm heavier than King Mo at the moment, was when he weighed in. He was 212, yes, I believe. Yes,
1: you're absolutely correct. You're true. Yes, 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 yes. You're not wrong.
2: So, uh, what's it called? There's not been anyone. And, like I, again, I trained tra- I tra- with a great wrestler in regards to Corey Jarvis, who's out in Guelph University. He is a, uh, what's it called? Um, Pan Am uh, champ. No, Commonwealth champ. Pan Am silver medalist. Uh, placed sixth in the Olympics, and he's 260 pounds. So, yeah, I've uh, I've trained with some legit guys. Uh, I, I I just think that there's a difference between 85 pounds and a guy that is 85 pounds for just an hour.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd have to cut down to 145, 145 or 155. Yeah, uh, you know, 20 years ago because that ain't exactly, happening. Right exactly. Now. exactly. That is not happening right now anytime soon. Uh, TJ Fins for life. Uh, Eliasus worst injury. Oh, we talked about this when I came back from uh, Mexico with me and my stupid surfboard uh, incidents, but your worst injury wasn't in MMA, was it? It was when you were younger?
2: Um, I broke my hand, two breaks, four fractures, uh, t- uh, took bone out of my hip and made me in your wrist. Um, uh, bone graft, it sucks. I have arthritis in both my hands in general, um, early stages of uh, arthritis. Um, the worst, I guess, one of the, re- one of the top uh injuries i've ever had was not in the cage it was actually just after um (laughs) uh just after one of my fights uh the after party was on dance floor and my dance partner i took a tumble and i tried to be a gentleman and and, uh they fell on my thumb and broke my thumb so i beat (laughs) i beat someone in a minute i beat uh i can't remember his name uh kent clark um in like a minute and 30 seconds and then. Two dance, dances into, uh, what's it called? The evening, of my after party, broke my thumb.
1: Oh, geez. All right, <laughs> right we're gonna. I don't want to wrap this up just yet because I do want to um, get to some UFC two ten, um, <laughs> TJ defense for life. Which fighter, if any, from Bellator is next in line to get a UFC fight? Uh, we'll get to that probably in the next show. Um, well, let's let's go real quick here. Let's go with um. Let's do some rapid fire here. Um, rapid fire. Yeah. Uh, well, my boy, Kamaro Usman Kush, who's uh, my color commentator when I do play-by-play for Titan nope. FC, he's taking on Sean Strickland. And Kamaro is adamant he's the best grappler at 170 pounds, and we all know the Damian Maya comparison there. Uh, Kamaro likes to put pressure on himself. Uh, he's got a tough fight in Sean Strickland. Obviously, I'm going to be biased. It's like someone asking me who wins Elias' fights. I'm going to pick Elias no matter what. But I'm going to obviously pick Kamaro in this fight. Uh, but Strickland. Sean Strickland's a tough guy. What do you got here at Strickland?
2: Strickland is definitely a, a very uh, great fighter. Um, I I can't remember, was his last fight Tom Breeze? Strickland's uh, last fight? Yeah. Uh,
1: I think you're right. Yeah, Tom Breeze. Uh, it was Tom Breeze's split decision, UFC 199.
2: Yeah, so that one, again, I think there's definitely opportunities for uh, your man to basically pull it off in that regard in the, the grappling department. I think there is definitely a whole... Not say a hole. Um, there's an eagerness in regards to Strickland to be a banger. Um, he's obviously one of Sam Alvey's uh, top training partners. Um, there's going to be a want. And I, in his last fight against Breeze, he even showed, you know, dis, not even disdain, uh, frustration when things didn't happen. Even though, um, well, I, I kind of disagreed with the, um, the result uh, with Tom Breeze. I thought Tom won that. But and I think either so did Strickland. Um, I think he was in many ways, uh, very vocal or not vocal, very, um, obvious in his frustration in the fight. And I think there's a way for him to be capitalized on that. Uh,
1: Charles Oliveira taking on Will Brooks on the main card. People were wondering if Charles Oliveira and Tiago Alves was also on the main card are going to make weight. I will say, yes, they will make weight because Charles Oliveira and Tiago Alves have moved back to the divisions where they... They basically got started in the UFC. Uh, Oliveira now competing at 155 against Will Brooks. And I think Will Brooks is still adamant he needs to make a point uh, since coming over uh, to the UFC. So I think uh, Will Brooks is uh, not saying Charles Oliveira won't be hungry in this fight. I think Will Brooks is probably going to want it just a bit more uh, and is going to prove why he's going to be uh, some sort of threat at 155 pounds.
2: No, I think uh, I, I would go with that uh, assumption. I think uh, in minute Oliveira, he's kind of, you know, Chipped away. I think going down to the weight class is chipped away to his overall performance, overall um, fight arc. Um, I think Will Brooks still has a lot of fight in him, and you see it on social media and stuff. I think he's uh, much more hungry.
1: Tiago Alves taking on uh, Patrick Cote. Ladies and gentlemen.
2: Cote, 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 Cote. Yeah, I'm a little biased myself.
1: There's no point in asking two Canadians, hypothetically, some Canadians uh, about that fight there. We're going to just say Patrick Cote. Uh, It won't be an easy fight, but uh, I will edge toward uh, Patrick Cote. Cynthia Cavillo taking on Pearl Gonzalez. I will give the edge to Cynthia. Uh, This can be a close fight. Many people are saying, actually, I didn't check the actual um, odds on this fight here. If you give me one second here. Yeah, Cynthia is a minus 260 favorite. Uh, Pearl plus 220. Uh, It's safe to say, uh, are you going with Cynthia as well?
2: parlay that baby
1: parlay that okay uh, the next fight co-main event Chris Weidman who you've uh, trained with before he's taking on Musasi. who says there won't be any takedown uh, takedowns I promise uh, I like this fight uh, a lot of people are looking at this fight as the fight on the card despite that crazy uh, main event uh, but Chris Weidman uh, I don't think he can really afford to lose a fight because Giger's on the upswing uh, he should have been up there a long time ago Weidman former champion in this division a lot of stories heading into this one
2: no definitely, and especially with uh you know i'm'm I'm, I'm biased in the sense that love chris I love his whole team uh longo uh matt sarah all, all those guys um it, it's one of those tough ones because he has only lost to two dangerous individuals, like he lost unfortunately in dramatic fashion to uh Luke Rockhold, and then again following up with uh yoel Romero so Obviously, going from champion to where he finds himself now is a is a, a new a new feeling, and obviously not one that he anyone would be happy with. But I think uh, there is a big opportunity to get back to his winning ways in this spectacular form with Gegard. Obviously, Gegard is tough. He's uh, has you know, like uh, Longo was even talking about in one of the articles I read. You know, three times the maybe four times the amount of fights than he does. Uh, so there's obviously the more wealth of experience, even considering that one of them was champion uh, in Gegard's uh, aspect. But that's the real that's the reality of uh, mixed martial arts. And I've seen other subsequent uh, articles talking about uh, the need potentially for tune ups after the fact. Um, and no slight against um, some of the fighters that someone be fighting. I just think you know putting Chris Weidman against such um, dangerous uh, fighters uh, in many ways could take away someone like a star like that. But at the same time, Chris is eager to get right back to his championship ways. So um, who better to do that than against someone like Gegard Mousasi? So uh, again, another one of those biased ones I'm going for uh, Chris, but you can definitely see how uh, Gegard who's on the upswing uh, could take this.
1: And, of course, we have the main event for the light heavyweight championship no. of the world so, rematch between so you.
2: This is the main yeah. event. M-A-N-E. Brought to you by Hurt. Volumizing. But go on. <laughs> the M-A-I-N event. There you go. Thank you for clarifying. For you two
1: ten. Uh Daniel Cormier, Anthony Rumble Johnson, the rematch. Uh this one is for the light heavyweight championship of the world again. Uh is it just simply uh, I know it's a surface level comment, uh, but for the sake of time, uh Anthony Johnson early. Daniel Cormier
2: late. Yeah. And one doesn't even have to say late. Uh you know past the second round. Um I'd say. But at the same time, uh I've had a conversation with a buddy Dave of mine. Um he he basically said this and I agree with him in many ways, Daniel Chrome has to fight the perfect fight. Whereas Anthony Johnson just has to get him once.
1: Yeah. And, and and that's a, that's an easy theory and a smart theory when you think about it, because Anthony Johnson needs one punch it's, I mean, yeah. people, people trouble
2: teeth into the yeah. front row. But uh, again, and, and that's also the other aspect being how much damage has DC taken over the years? We don't really know. Um, What we do know, uh, the multiple surgeries, uh, he's pulled out of fights before, he's gone to wars with both Gustafson and um, Thingamajigger, like, he should probably be a middleweight. Like, like, I've seen him, I've met him, he's smaller than me, (laughs) like, he's itty-bitty.
1: So the question that was asked yesterday, so yeah, just to follow up on that one final question before we let you go, was the fact that if DC loses to Anthony Johnson, does he retire? And the conversation spun to, nah, he should go to heavyweight. And you're saying middleweight.
2: Well, he should be a middleweight in general. Um, He's a big boy. But, you know, this sphere, not this sphere. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like, um, there's an extra tire. Like, um, I get to probably how like if I want to get fat, I could get to his weight and I am also three inches taller than him. Understood.
1: All right. Before we let you go, uh, I get to travel. So I'm leaving tomorrow okay. for Buffalo. I'm looking outside. It is absolutely pouring rain. Uh, I had this uh, incredible idea, Elias, to take the winter tires off my truck and put on the, uh, the all seasons. That ain't going to happen because it looks like it's going to be raining for the next few days. It could probably snow in Buffalo. So will be driving down there with the winter tires. But that'll be my traveling. Buffalo and back. I'll be back home by Sunday. So all the podcasts for Fightful will be conducted from Buffalo uh, until I get home on Sunday and we'll be back to our regular schedule. Uh, what's the next week going to be like for you? Is it just going to be TriStar?
2: Yep, I'm um, here till the fifteenth. It seems uh, my April is not as crazy until actually no, I got a, a couple of fun things in the works. Um, uh, Dean Pasco, the the shout out that I made uh, for the guy that's going to get the tattoo, we're we're finalizing it. It's going to be the last either the last uh, last weekend of April or the first uh, weekend of May. So uh, we're going to figure that out, and uh, you know he's going to get a little bit of hurt. Plus, and is his uh uh what's called Box on the Way Out and we're gonna like we're gonna have a really cool thing that we're gonna film and put together. Looking forward to seeing that. Make sure
1: yeah, make sure you follow Elias online because he will have everything up there at Elias Theodoro on all the social Theodoro uh on all the social media uh because the guy's an absolute mess when it comes to some ah. of the stuff he does on Instagram. I love it. Uh what's this TJ Day I'm driving from Hartford, Connecticut to Calgary, Alberta? Uh, to see Landstorm, School 3DHR, Safe Travels. Both. Thank you, sir. Safe Travels. Thank you. And he, he predicts Cormier by ground finish and Cote by KO. Yeah, fair fair predictions. Yes, fair predictions. Uh, like I said, make sure you do follow Elias online at Elias Theodore. His Instagram alone is fantastic. Some of the comments wow, he makes on Twitter are, are ridiculous, but they're awesome. Uh, I love them. He makes me cry, laughing, uh, and emotionally. We're, we're, we're close that way. It's disturbing, I know. Uh, follow yours truly at Showdown Joe and, of course, at FightfulMMA. Visit FightfulMMA.com for all your mixed martial arts news. We thank everybody uh, who tunes in live to watch the podcast, the video podcast. Uh, we also thank those afterwards on iTunes and Stitcher uh, who download it. Uh, we always love to hear your thoughts. Make sure you do hit us up. And to all of you in the live chat, as always, we thank you once again. Tomorrow, it will likely be 9.30 p.m., perhaps 10 p.m. Eastern uh, when I get on here again uh, because I do have to travel to Buffalo. I have to do all the UFC media uh, interviews and stuff like that, uh, and then uh, get back to the room, uh, get all kinds of footage up on Fightful MMA. You don't know what I'm going to be posting up there other than regular interviews. We'll see what I can get. Uh, And then uh, Sean Pearson will be joining me tomorrow who will probably be super pissed off that I'm in Buffalo and he's still stuck up here. Uh, in our town uh, northeast of Toronto. But for now, we thank you all. We thank you again on the live chat. Uh, We thank those who have tuned in. Uh, And as always, ciao for now. I'll see you guys tomorrow from Buffalo, New York.